You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. 800-919-ESPN is the number. Let's go to Craig in Michigan wants to talk Jets. Craig, what do you got? You're on the Jake Aspen Show here on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, hey, uh, thank you uh, for getting me on with you. And I, I want to just, first of all, the Nick Mangold interview, that dude is snappy with his answers. He's good. I mean, just I can tell. And um, so I was happy to hear that. And, you know, then the last dude, Ira, I, I've heard him a few different times on different shows, and I'm familiar with him. And he wasn't just blowing smoke up your rear. You are good. And I've been calling, you know, sports radio for 25 years, ever since I picked up the phone and called Arnie Spanier way back when. So I know when I hear somebody good. And I know when I hear somebody that's not as good as the person I think that is good. And so I'm trying to say that as nice as I can for people that aren't, like, the greatest. But (laughs) the point being is I've heard, like, dozens, if not hundreds, of different personalities on the radio. And I've listened to Atlanta and Houston and Cleveland and, you know, L.A. And New York's the biggest market. And so – the best of the best, from the producers to the on-air talent, get those jobs. And so I think you getting a shot is great because you sound awesome. And now I'm done with all the formalities of here's the Jets take. When you, when you invest this much money and this much um, draft capital in getting these deals done, I feel like what happens if Aaron Rodgers gets hurt for two games? concussion some you know maybe a sprain something he can't play for like two games and in that division you just brought it up even the patriots who people look at last are going to be a formidable opponent so i wonder is it not important to go out and get even if you don't even if you don't like the names um because as i said to the producer i'm i've not heard anybody say that oh you know what zach wilson's having a great camp he looks great he looks good to make them me feel comfortable that they feel comfortable that he's the the answer if they need a guy for a couple of games. So is it Teddy Bridgewater, Carson Wentz, or just anybody else that you think? Don't you think that that's an important part of this plan? I mean, or do are they going to just shake the dice and say, hey, can Aaron make it through all these games and the playoffs? And yeah, that's correct. what I got, man. And, and again, thank you very much for uh, just such a good effort on the radio, bro. Well, Craig, I appreciate it, man. And uh, your check is in the mail. <laughs> I mean. What do I say to that? Thank you, Craig. I appreciate the kind words. I, I'm with you on the backup quarterback stuff. I, I've talked about this for months when it comes to the Jets. Zach Wilson, I have no issue with him being on the team. right? If you want to sell the Jet fan on Rodgers being a good influence on Zach Wilson, I'll listen to that because I do think Rodgers can help Zach Wilson. But I'm not going to be delusional and sit here and say, well, if Aaron Rodgers and Zach Wilson are in the same quarterback room, magically, Zach Wilson is fixed and is a competent backup. All right, let's be real. Zach Wilson wasn't just bad last year. He was historically bad. All right, you look at his numbers compared to Jamarcus Russell, they're the same through the same amount of starts. And I liked the Zach Wilson pick. I thought he'd be good. I had to own it. I was wrong. But I'm not going to double down on a mistake and keep Zach Wilson around with no insurance. So I'd sign Teddy Bridgewater for 2 or $3 million. Or A.J. McCarron, who got a lot of reps in the XFL and I think was the MVP of the league, who's played in this system that Hackett is running. Nathaniel Hackett, the Jets' offensive coordinator. I'd bring in a backup, and I would say to Zach Wilson, we want you on this team. You want to be the backup, go win the job. Because having Zach Wilson anointed as QB2 
That, that to me, is a recipe for disaster if Rodgers were to get hurt. Now, let's call it for what it is. If Aaron Rodgers suffers a real injury, the Jets season's over no matter who your backup is. But if he rolls his ankle and has to miss two games, I think I'd feel a lot better with Bridgewater on this team than I would Zach right now or McCarron. I, not Carson Wentz, though, all right? Even though as a fellow redhead, I respect all my redheaded people, I do not want Carson Wentz. No, thank you. All right, he's too reckless. He comes in, you need a backup to run your offense like Mike White can. And that's the thing. I wish they kept Mike White, but he was too expensive. And Zach Wilson makes a lot of money. Go look it up. He's one of the higher-paid players on the team. So that's part of the reason why he's here, but I, I, I am with our last caller. I'd add a backup. And if Zach Wilson truly is fixed and he wins the job over the summer, great. And you know Hard Knocks is going to be all over the Zach Wilson narrative. Oh, my God. The Zach Wilson... You know, low lights, they'll show that with the dramatic music, the bobble shoes in, the great bobble shoes and play-by-play calls underneath. And it's going to be all about the Zach Wilson redemption story this summer. Just like if you watch the 2010 Hard Knocks, Jet fans, cover your ears, the Vernon Golston redemption story was a storyline that season. Let's go back to the calls right now. Allen in North Carolina, you're next up on 98.7 ESPN. Allen, what do you got? Jake, first of all, thank you very much for taking my call. I, I, you're my favorite Jet content a youtube content or watch you every single day and i'm Thank a you. soccer fan and I, w- I have to say this jake jet fans need to listen to king lowski because if us as packer fans had the new york jets team right now and we're in the afc our fan base would be talking super bowl i mean it not just making the playoffs we could that team should go could go all the way that's number one number two point i want them to sign cook i don't care if joe douglas overpays or not you want that one-two punch in December, January, and February, and I appreciate you taking my call. Alan, thanks for making it. Yeah, look, this is the most talented team the Jets have had since 2010. And I think the reason why some Jet fans are hesitant to fully buy in is because they're Jet fans. If we had the Packer history, we think we're going to be good every year. The, the, the Packer fan for 33 years in a row is at a Hall of Fame quarterback. I mean, uh, welcome to quarterback hell if Jordan Love is not any good, which we'll find out what he is. It, to me, by the way, real quick on Jordan Love, he's either going to be unbelievable and he'll be the Jet quarterback in 2038, or he's just going to be awful. I don't think there's an in-between, but we'll find out. Uh, as far as Dalvin Cook, I'd bring him in if the money's right. I, I, I think the Jets want him, but Joe Douglas has a price, and he's not going to go over that. Let's get one more call in before we take a quick break. i got to get into the Saquon Barkley situation. Hopefully I'm saying this name right. Uh, Celso in North Carolina. You're up next at 98.7 ESPN. What do you got? Hey, what's up, Jake? First, man, uh, you know me as Jigaman Potato. But I just wanted to say, bro, you are killing it. I've wanted to call in like 30 times already, especially when you started talking about the Yankees. But I did want to ask you, Jake, when it comes to Tipman, are we all kind of feeling like he's going to be the Nick Mangold 2.0? Because he has the tools. How are you really feeling about him? Well, I appreciate the call. Yeah, look, I, I think best case scenario, Pittman is Nick Mangold, right? But I think we also got to have reasonable expectations for Joe Tipman, right? Nick Mangold was a first-round pick. Nick Mangold was probably way high, high, higher regarded coming out of Ohio State than Tipman is coming out of Wisconsin. That being said, I, I really like Joe Tipman. I love the fact that he grew up being mentored by former Jet Jason Favini, by the way, which is pretty cool if you're a longtime Jet fan to hear that name. Joe Tipman, I think, could be pretty good. And I like the fact, and Mangold talked about this last hour in the interview, and we'll make sure that uh, our great producers, Julian and Chantel, podcast that Mangold interview so people could listen if they missed it. He talked about the fact that he likes that Tipman has a chance to you know, win the job. They're making him compete for the job, not just hand it to him, which is great. So I'm optimistic about Joe Tipman. 
I like the pick when they made it. And look, the Jets could have picked any center. They were the first team to draft the center. They took him. And it's going to be fascinating because the Giants took John Michael Schmitz with their second-round pick. He was the second center to come off the board. And a lot of people wanted you know, JMS to be a Jet, and the Giants end up with him. So those two centers are going to be forever compared to one another. It won't quite be you know, Sam Darnold versus Saquon Barkley, you know, number two and number three picks in the draft. But we're going to be able to compare centers in New York for years to come. 800-919-3776 if you want in on the conversation. Big thanks once again to Nick Mangold for joining us last hour. We got a lot still to talk about. Saquon Barkley and the Giants, where do things stand as Monday's deadline is coming up? We'll talk more about it coming up next right here. It's Jake Asman with you. You're listening to 98.7 ESPN New York. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. Yankees underway in Colorado, and they actually have a run. one nothing Yankees after the top half of the first inning. Mets and the Dodgers, top of the second, no score. That game was in a weather delay for a little while. They started at 8 o'clock. Saquon Barkley and the New York Giants have till Monday at 4 Eastern, a.k.a. 4 p.m. on Monday, to get a deal done. Otherwise, Saquon has to play on the franchise tag for $10.1 million. ESPN Giants reporter Jordan Ronan was a guest with Ty Butler earlier today, and he gives us the latest on where things stand with the Giants and Saquon. I probably came into this week thinking, uh, you know, deep down that I thought they were more likely to sign an extension than not. And as this week has gone along and as I've talked to people from both sides, you come to the realization, you know what, it's probably more likely they don't, you know, sign an extension at this point than they do. I mean, I, they need to make significant progress here in the, what have we got, 48 hours basically in order to get a deal done. So I don't think it's going very well. And yet the more you think about it, they started negotiating essentially at the bye week in November. We're nine months later. They haven't made for much progress for the first eight months and like 28 days. How optimistic should, should I be or how should you be that all of a sudden the last two days they're going to – bridge that gap that obviously exists so here would be my question to Jordan Ronan like what are they really negotiating at this point I I feel like this whole Giants Barkley thing is pretty cut and dry let me explain Saquon Barkley could make 10.1 million dollars if he plays on the tag this year if he's franchise tagged again next year he would make a total of 22.1 million dollars when you play on the tag it's all guaranteed so if I'm the Giants the number to me would be 22.1. And if you offer that to Saquon and he doesn't take it, then why would the Giants give him a dime more than that when they could simply just say, well, we'll just franchise tag you for two years? Now, are the Giants not even offering 22.1? There's been mixed reports on that. You know, the Giants will tell you they probably have. The Saquon camp will say no way. Uh, deadlines spur action. And this is a deadline at 4 o'clock on Monday. And just like the Daniel Jones situation went down to the wire – I would be surprised if the Giants and Saquon don't work out something. Do I think it's going to be this mega contract? No, I think those days are pretty much over for running backs, right? I think Todd Gurley kind of ruined it for everyone. When the Rams paid him, he stunk, and he was out of the league by age 28 or 27. But if I'm Saquon Barkley, I'm just looking to get what my guarantee would be for the franchise tag over two years. And I really think because Barkley's been a good soldier – He's been the face of the franchise. John Mara, the owner of the team, seemingly loves him. If it comes down to 
this deadline at four, I think Mara might go to Joe Shane and say, let's just get a deal done at $22.1 million guaranteed for two years, and let's call it a day. If you're going to pay Daniel Jones $40 million a year, why wouldn't you just find a way to make Saquon Barkley happy as long as he's being reasonable? And that's the problem with all this. It's tough for me to kill either side when I don't know what the actual offers are because Jordan Ronan's going to talk to Saquon Barkley's camp and get one thing, and a different Giants reporter will talk to someone associated in the Giants front office and get a different answer. So I don't want to come on the radio and blast either side because I don't know. What I do know is deadlines spur action and common sense should prevail. And the Giants, they kind of need Saquon Barkley. Because, yes, you're expecting more from Daniel Jones now that he's a $40 million man, year two of Brian Dable's offense. But, I I mean, Saquon Barkley was still the best player on this team a year ago. He had a Pro Bowl season. Daniel Jones relied on him as a runner, as a pass catcher. And I don't think you want the distraction of Barkley being unhappy or potentially holding out. And I don't buy for a second that he's going to skip the season. He's going to go full Le'Veon Bell. How'd that work out for Le'Veon Bell? But you look at the running back market, and as long as Saquon is not asking for what would be deemed you know, an outrageous number, I, I think there's got to be some sort of compromise between these two sides. He's not looking to reset the market. He has said that publicly. He's pushed back on the narrative that he was looking for 14 or $15 million a year. I think the highest running back in football is McCaffrey at 16. He's not going to get anywhere close to that. So I'm looking at the running back market this offseason, and if Saquon's seeing the same thing I'm seeing, there should be some sort of compromise here, no? Last night, it came out that Joe Mixon took a $3.4 million pay cut to stay with the Bengals. He was set to make $9.4 million, and he had his base salary reduced. ESPN earlier this week polled coaches, scouts, executives to come up with a list of the top 10 running backs. And Dalvin Cook made the list of top 10. He can't even get a job right now. He's a free agent. What team is Dalvin Cook on? I, I, I hope as a Jet fan, the Jets, but that has not happened yet. Austin Eckler had 1,600 scrimmage yards last year. Austin Eckler can't get paid by anyone. He requested a trade and no one made a real offer. He's making $6.5 million on average per year on his current deal. So Saquon has $10.1 million on the table. I know he wants a long-term deal, but you look at some of the deals that have been handed out, he would still be one of the highest-paid running backs in the NFL if he played on the tech. So if the Giants could increase their offer for two years, maybe go slightly above the tech because Saquon's been a good guy, isn't that not a fair compromise, just looking at this situation objectively? But the Giants also don't need to bid against themselves, so I see that side of the argument. But I, I just think cooler heads will prevail here. Saquon has been the face of the team. If you go to a Giants game, you see more Barkley jerseys than any other player. You took him second overall. Don't you want to just find a way to come up with some sort of compromise? As long as, once again, the caveat, both sides are being reasonable here. And I don't think, from what I have heard and reading through the tea leaves, Saquon Barkley is demanding McCaffrey money. He's already said he's not. But the key number is 22.1, because that's what he can make on the tag over two years. Could the Giants go up to $23 million over two years and we call it a day? Would that do it? Would Giants fans be cool with that so you don't have to have this situation linger and drag on to training camp? Because I, I'm against paying running backs. All right? I, I was against the Barkley pick the second Gettleman made that pick. I thought it was ridiculous. If you're not going to go quarterback there, 
then trade out and get a huge haul. But they took Barkley. It is what it is. We can't re relive the history here. We know what happened. But this is why you don't take running backs. But we're at a point now where the Giants coming off a playoff season with a first-year coach and a quarterback they're now paying $40 million a year for the next two years. Wouldn't it make sense just to work something out with Barkley? Just so this is not a potential issue? I, I just I don't understand the, well, you know, they've been trying to get a deal done for months. So it's just not happening. Like, what, what is there really to get done? It feels like we have the key number. Is there a compromise around that $22.1 million number? Because if you're the Giants, here's the other thing. If you don't get Barkley a long-term deal, I think your relationship with, your relationship with him could be fried. And maybe this is his last year with the Giants, and he's going to become disgruntled. All of a sudden, if he gets hurt again, he loses his value. Like, if you were to look to trade him. So I just feel like, is there a compromise that could be made here? And I think Joe Shane is a level-headed guy. And I think Saquon Barkley is a smart dude. Can they work something out so the Giants can get their best player in camp when the Giants open up camp in two weeks and they can move forward? Deadlines, spur action, gun to my head, I still think the New York Giants and Saquon Barkley work out some sort of deal. I'll say it's probably a two-year deal right around that $22.1 million number. Or maybe it's three years, but only $22 million is guaranteed, and that's essentially what the franchise tag would be for two years. And once again, if you're paying Daniel Jones $40 million, and I get it, he's a running back, and I'm not in favor of giving these guys long-term deals, but you would think there has to be some sort of compromise here between the Giants and Saquon. The, the, the Giants seemingly are too buttoned up to let this be a big deal. That's just my thought on it, looking at it as someone who's not a Giant fan. I want to hear from some Giants fans. Does the deal get done by Monday at 4 o'clock? 800-919-3776. It's Jake Asman with you. We'll take some of your calls coming up. Keep it right here. We're here till 10 o'clock on 98.7 ESPN New York. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. Yankees just picked up a double from DJ LeMahieu on a completely misplayed ball by whoever was playing right field for the Rockies. That's why the Rockies stink, and the Yankees need to win these next two games after they lost last night. Uh, I mean, they, they should be getting fat on this uh, little road trip to start the year. And even if they do that, I'm still not convinced that this Yankee team is capable of really doing anything, but they are still in the mix in the wild card spot. But if you're just tuning in, we last segment got into the Saquon Barkley situation. Two sides up till Monday at 4 to reach a long-term deal. If not, Barkley's got to play on the tag for 10 point one million dollars let's go to the phones right now let's go to richard in manhattan richard what do you got hi jake you know you mentioned namath and the way he held his hands in the rain nobody did anything on the football field that looked like joe namath everything he did was fantastic he was the best looking athlete i've ever seen him and muhammad ali now namath wasn't the most effective football player he wasn't the greatest but the way he looked on the football field, everything he did was cool and fantastic. So I wish I saw it, Richard. My dad would uh, say he, the same he, thing he was as you. Unbelievable, Jake. Unbelievable. I'm not talking about results now, but the way he played, the way he – I mean, the closest I can compare him to was Muhammad Ali before the incarceration from 1960 to 66. Ali, nobody looked like him. Anyway, my Saquon point. He's got to – well, his agents, his advisors – the way the game of football is now, the running back 
running back position is 15 20% at most. The passing game is 80%. The NFL wants 42-39 scores. They don't want to see running backs control a game with three yards and a cloud of dust. Those days are gone. The great running backs there won't be anymore because they can be rotated. They can have three or four by committee. And a great running back can't show what he's doing. First of all, he's one hit away. 30, 40 years ago, the defensive linemen, defensive, uh, the linebackers weren't as big, hard-hitting as they are now. These guys were all tremendous, while the running backs really didn't get much bigger because they have to be quick and fast, so they can get injured much more easy. But the main thing is the wide receivers can't be touched. The quarterback, you can't breathe on him. You, you knock him down. You push him down. It's roughing the pass. I mean, it's ridiculous. And a guy, if, I mean, he should see that Daniel Jones gets $40 million if you want to know who really is at fault at all, is Daniel Jones should be giving Saquon some of his money because Daniel Jones only looks as good as Saquon Barkley is helping him out because there's no other running back that's going to help Daniel Jones like Saquon Barkley. The, Gi- the Giants should realize this. This is a little bit of a package deal here, too. So he should cantilever off some of that money that Jones is getting, but it'll never happen that way. That doesn't work that way. But the main thing is Barkley's got to realize, is the camp has to realize, the value of a running back is just not there because the NFL doesn't want it. It has nothing to do with the New York Giants. They don't want the running back controlling the game like they did in the 90s, the 80s, the 70s, the 60s. In that yeah. time, the running back was 60, 65% of the game. A great running back can carry you to a championship. It doesn't sure. work that way. It's all passing, and you can't touch the quarterback. Jake, always a pleasure. Thank you. Richard, I appreciate the call. And by the way, Richard, the fact that you are a dentist, and I heard Michael K., Don, and Peter talking about that, I, I was shocked. I, You know, next time I'm back in New York, I am I'm going to see you, my friend. I want to see Richard in Manhattan in action. I really do. Uh, as far as your Barkley point, yeah, the, the, the running back position is completely devalued. And, and I still think there's a compromise that the Giants can make here. But here's what I think is going to happen with the running back position going forward. We're going to start to see – a prominent running back, or maybe more than one, come out and say they're switching to wide receiver instead of playing running back. If Austin Eckler came out and said, I'm going to be a wide receiver after he had 107 catches with the Chargers last year, you don't think a team would want to give him a chance to maybe do that in their offense? Because Austin Eckler made a point on the Rich Eisen show the other day that there are you know, backup receivers making more money than top five running backs, and he's right. I looked it up. So Juju Smith-Schuster signed a three-year, $25 million deal with the Patriots this offseason, $18.5 million a season. Would you rather have Austin Eckler, who's making like $8 million this year, or Juju, who's making $8.5? Who's more valuable to their team? Alan Lazard with the Jets. Nice player. Four years, $44 million deal, $11 million a year. Who's more valuable to their team? Saquon, who's going to make ten point one on the tag, or Alan Lazard? Right? And if Saquon was like, I'll just play receiver – Someone would give him that opportunity, and he probably could get more than $10.1 million. So I think we're, 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 we're trending towards, I think this happening in the coming years, there's going to be a running back that says, I want to play receiver. I'm not a running back anymore. There's no money in it. And I say no money at Jace because, believe me, if I'm Saquon, I, you know, Jake Asman would love to make $10.1 million this year, all right? <laughs> I, I, I would say, I'd settle for, you know, about $10 million less, but we're not. Yeah, I, I would take that to play football, believe me. But you get the point. The, the running back market has been completely devalued here. We've seen it. Let's go back to the phones right now. We got Tommy in the Bronx. Tommy, you're next up. You're on 98.7 ESPN. Great show, man. 
unbelievable great show. And Thank uh, you, Tommy. No, it is. You have a good on-air personality. Uh, Richard from Manhattan is a national treasure. And Richard from Manhattan, people don't know, is originally from the Bronx. Um, I just say when it comes to the Giants and Barkley and everything, I don't think it's really a matter of a, a, a two-year contract. I think he wants a decent number for the year. He's not going to get McCaffrey's money, and he doesn't want the $10 million tag money. So somewhere in between there is the magic number, which he will settle for one year. And I believe he will sign. The Giants will give something. You're correct. John Mara probably come into this because, uh, let's face it, we know that Barkley is, a, is a, an enormous part of the offense. No matter how you want to describe a running back today, for the Giants, he's a big portion of their offense. So I think that the magic number sits in between 10 and $16 million, And for a one-year deal, that's what he really wants because he wants to have that bigger number there. And he's going to sign, I believe he will be in camp, the Giants will have their running back and most of their offense in place. And the Giant fans, uh, the only thing I worry about with the Giant team is uh, the uh, offensive line and, and the wide receivers. I know we can mention names and say this guy or that, but unless those guys show up and really play good, uh, the Giant team is not going to do as good as we might think. But let's face it, uh, I don't really find too many really great teams in the NFL, so that will be uh, a factor, too. In the, in the NFL, obviously, in the NFC, I don't think there are really that many really great teams there. I think the Giants could hold their own, if they. but Barkley has to be part of the formula. I believe he will be there. And I just want to tell you also before I get to um, <clears throat> the magic thing also is guys are watching the Met and Yankee game with the volume off. They got ESPN on. We don't have to listen to those chicken head announcers because you know, we know what's going on. We're all big sports fans. And as far as uh, the, the Giants, that's where I look at it. Barkley's, listen, he gets lucky. He's the second pick in the draft. He might be the last running back to be the second pick in the draft. Yeah. McCaffrey got, McCaffrey got $16 million. He got lucky, too. He was the right guy at the right time. That's a factor, too, you have to play into. You've got to be there at the right time. Exactly. But I, I, I think Barkley was definitely going to resign the Giants. A one-year magic number between 10 and 16. Tommy, thank you for the call. I agree with you. I, I think, you know, cooler sides will, will prevail here. I think John Mara is going to get involved and say, let's, let's get this done. Let's make a compromise. You know, Saquon Barkley is a face of the franchise player. Owners get involved with that stuff. All right, Aaron Judge is the Yankee right now because Hal Steinbrenner got on the phone when he was in Italy and said, what will it take to get it done? And that's just not me just saying that. You know, Aaron Judge talked about that, that Hal was really involved in the, the process of getting that deal done. When you talk about face of the franchise like players, owners get involved. And I think John Mara realizes the bottom line is for his bottom line business, they need Barkley. And from a football standpoint, they need Barkley. So if the Giants got to pay a little more than they want to keep this guy happy, get a deal done so it's not a distraction and you don't have to worry about it, doesn't that make sense just to find common ground? There has to be a compromise here. I just refuse to believe we're going to get the Monday after four and there's going to be nothing done. I just don't buy it. I just don't buy it. Let's go to Hank in New York City. He's next up on the Saquon Barkley situation. Hank, thanks for making the call. You're on with Jake Asman here on 98.7 ESPN. Yeah, how you doing? This is uh, Hank. I'm from over here in East Harlem. Uh, you know, I just wanted to say something about Barkley, positive. Number one, his family came from the Patterson Projects, right down the, the, right down the road from Yankee Stadium. You know, he's a real success story. So 
There's been a few other success stories that came out of there, like I ran, I ran the Blade Barkley, but there was also notorious drug dealers and a lot of bad things that came out of there. So, you know, he's a really a, a big success story, and he he's 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 one of the, he's like almost like a Derek Jeter. I mean, I, I don't mean to exaggerate, but you know, that's what a nice guy this guy is. You know, he's young. We're in a hip hop generation. The amount of uh, people that he could bring. Uh, to football uh, with his personality and everything like that, it just it just seems to me, uh, you know, he should get a long term contract because he 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 could he I think he could end up being one of the all time great giants, and I don't know I just I just like I just think that as you said, I don't buy it. The Mowers, if they got any heart, they should they should go go out extra for this guy. And, re- and really hook him up. I mean, he deserves it. I mean, I like Daniel Jones, but when I I don't like the way numbers are in any of these sports with the money. But you know, I like Daniel Jones, but but he's getting forty millions, and Saquon's only getting ten. I mean, yeah, well, it, 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 I mean, I, I don't care what they say about running back stone. Uh, it's not the same thing. I come I come from the OJ Simpson. Uh, Hank, Hank, uh, Hank, Hank. Thanks for the call. I, I mean. It's a cap sport. It's we're not in 1973 with O.J. Simpson, all right, or Walter Payton, or Emmett Smith. You know, we're we're not even in the 2000s with Ladanian Tomlinson and Adrian Peterson. It's a different sport. I I am with you. They should take care of Barkley, but I'm not going to give him whatever he wants. There has to be a compromise here. It's a cap sport, right? Dalvin Cook's a free agent right now. If the Giants really had to, they could pivot and sign him. I don't think we're going to get to that point, though. I think a deal could be done. But, you know, Saquon Barkley is a great guy. He's a likable person. He's been the face of the franchise. He's been a good soldier. He's represented the Giants organization well. I think there's a deal that should be made. And if you got to give a little more than you want to, I think that's okay for a guy who means so much to this team, especially when you're paying the quarterback $40 million. So I, I agree with that premise. But, you know, just because, you know, football used to be led by great running backs doesn't mean, well, let's just give Saquon whatever he wants because he's a good guy. He's from the projects, and he made it. Like That's not going to work. By the way, Saquon Barkley grew up a Jets fan. I would like to just throw that one out there because there was a lot of, oh, well, you know, what if what if Saquon wants to go to the Jets? As if that's going to happen because he grew up a Jets fan. Will the Giants and Barkley get a deal done? 800-919-3776. 800-919-ESPN is the number. More of your calls coming up. Got a few open lines real quick if you want in on the conversation. We'll continue to talk about Barkley. Plus, I got a lot to say on what the Quinn and Williams extension means for the Jets. We'll get more into that as we go along. Keep it right here. Jake Asman with you till 10 o'clock on 98.7 ESPN New York.